Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Alice in Chains with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Man, what a weird day this is going to be. Sunny and a high of 59. Remember yesterday when it was almost 80? Ain't going to be 80 today. 59. Tonight, clear with a chance of frost. Low of 31. And for tomorrow, sunny and high of 67. About 49 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Emo Phillips is coming to the Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee. We're going to be talking to him just after 8 o'clock. But before we get to that, we'll tell you what the next keyword to cash is going to be. Your chance to win $1,000. That and other stuff. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Queen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny, not as warm as yesterday with a high of 59 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Let's see. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Jane Fonda once went skibby dipping with Michael Jackson. Skibby dipping? Skinny dipping. I don't like skibby dipping. Well, I don't like skibby dipping either. I was just trying to get it out of my mouth. Probably because the what she was trying to do too when uh, she saw Michael uh, naked. She when said, when uh, was this? Uh, this was oh when uh, when he visited her on the set of On Golden Pond. So probably what the eighties. Uh, yeah, how, how old would Michael have been at this time? He was probably in his uh, late twenties, early thirties, maybe. Boy, I don't know. I I don't know. Well. Uh, she went skinny dipping, and she said he was skinny for sure. Was he dipping? He was dipping. Huh. Probably damned. I don't know if I want to like have that picture in my head of Jane Fonda and uh, Michael Jackson. Well, Jane Fonda, yeah, I could see uh, going skinny. And and Jane Fonda back in the on yeah. Golden Pond days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. if, if Jane Fonda wanted to go skinny dipping with you now. Yeah, no. And she took off all her clothes. She probably looks like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, without her clothes right. on. But if if Jane Fonda got naked in front of me, yeah, I would probably steal her purse. Probably, that might be that's, a, that's a as, good option. <laughs> that's as dangerous as thing would get between me and Jane. Uh, you know, we talked about that Martha Stewart Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover. Yes, people were pretty uh, certain that she's had work done because she's eighty-one years old and looks that good. Well, Martha set the record straight in a new interview with Variety yesterday. I have very healthy, good hair. I drink green juice every day. I take my vitamins. I eat healthily. Uh, I have very good skin doctors. I'm very careful in the sun. Every now and then, there are certain fillers that I can do for a little line here or there, but I hate Botox. I truly don't do a lot. So she does do some. Yeah, but she hasn't hasn't messed up her face with all kinds of surgery. She says she was uh, pleased that her swimsuit photos had very little airbrushing and are incredibly accurate. Yeah, see, that's the thing, a very little airbrushing. What does that mean? It means some airbrushing. Right, but on what? Like, that's what I want to know, what they airbrushed out. Uh, 
Well, well everything is kind of smoothed out. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's take that. Those two hams that look like they have a piece of pizza coming down in between them, and right. then we'll uh, we'll cut it down to like a like an Elio slice. <laughs> you don't want the, you don't want to look like a Sabaro that's been in right, the heat lamps too long. Right. Right. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Priscilla Presley and her granddaughter Riley Kehoe have uh, come to an agreement over the estate of Lisa Marie Presley. There's no official word on the terms. But sources say Priscilla walked away with millions. After Elisa Marie died, Priscilla challenged a 2016 amendment to her trust that completely cut her out and left Riley in charge of everything, including Graceland and Elvis Presley Enterprises. Even though the media painted it as a family feud, Priscilla says, quote, As a family, we are pleased that we resolve this together. We love and appreciate all of you, and the Presley family is stronger than ever. Well, it's good that they resolved it. This yeah. is the kind of thing that could tear a whole family apart, and you wouldn't. And the king himself wouldn't have wanted that. So wait a minute. She she cut her out of the will, and then all of a sudden she's back in. Some people kind of use uh, their will or uh, what have their estate as like a like a weapon. And I yeah. would assume that uh, this family is no different. Uh, it sounds like we uh, we can officially give up hope on a twins sequel. Triplets was first announced back in 2012 with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and their long-lost third brother, played by Eddie Murphy. Original director Ivan Reitman was set to produce. Then in 2021, it was announced that Tracy Morgan would be playing the third brother, and Reitman was going to direct, but Reitman died in 2022, and apparently that killed the movie, too. Uh, Arnold says, quote, Jason Reitman. He effed it all up. Reitman literally stopped the project when his father died. His, uh, his his father wanted to do it really badly. I really wanted to do it. <laughs> Who is that? Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. I can <laughs> yeah. see that totally. Hey, could, you, could you not tell? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny wanted to do it really badly, too. We had bad financing. When his father passed away, Jason said, I never liked the idea and put a hold on it. But Arnold says he's developing another movie with Danny. That's good to know. I'm, pre- I'm pretty good with that. Isn't I'm it? I'm still trying to get over the idea that the third brother is uh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, I think Eddie Murphy would have been the better pick for that. Well, I don't know. But Tracy Morgan would have been a good choice. Just I'm just thinking on a on a plot level. How do you explain all of that? Well, that was the whole thing. They were made in a lab. Remember? They yes. probably got mixed in with somebody. ABC is coming out with a new dating series this fall called The Golden Bachelor. It'll the the Bachelor but with senior citizens. Oh, I thought it was like a golden shower type no, of thing. No, 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 no. They would never do that. ABC well have you seen the programming that comes out of there? They might as well. Uh, ABC said, quote, one hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love in the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life with. The women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience, living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. No other details have been announced. <laughs> like the age range of the contestants or a premiere date. Well, what do you want? Uh, so like the Bachelorette bus is like the, uh, the little mini bus that drives the folks around from, <laughs> from the nursing homes? Yeah. Like Reed's Landing. You know, the Reed's Landing <laughs> bus shows up. Oh, you're on a dating show. What are we doing today? I want to go to Wingate. Yeah. Here's your roll of quarters for the casino. 
and your lunch, your buffet lunch. <laughs> right. And uh, we'll give you some wampum points on the card, too. Even better. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least you get a date to go home with, too. You know? Probably been waiting on that one a long time. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Uh, Kim Kardashian got 100% on her midterm as she gears up for the bar. Really? Yeah, because she's going to be a lawyer now. Sure. She said something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I geared up for a bar was when I whomped down on J- Ray J's Long Ron Von Hugenstein. And that <laughs> sex tape you could purchase on Uform for $39.95. That's, that's a lot to think about. He's from Brussels. Yeah. Uh, Kaylin? Well, I never the, got down, down dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, did some belly button tickles from the inside. <laughs> Did some dirty work at the crossroads. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is it looked like a bald rat going up a drain pipe. <laughs> you know, there's a big rat problem. Right oh, now. I know. I know. Especially in Boston. Have you heard that? <laughs> yes, I've heard that too. That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! I'm here with Scott from Aqua Pump. And Scott, your family's been in business for over 70 years, which means you know a thing or two. The heck are you? Folks, it's always been my belief that sometimes it's just best to keep my loaded weaponry out of the public eye. I'm a very private man. I don't need to run my mouth about where I keep my arsenal of deadly explosives or my fully loaded handguns or my ninja-style implements of death. That's my business. And in keeping with my right to privacy, you will rarely find me brandishing these weapons on social media. But when you're John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies, nothing leads to more Instagram hits than a good old-fashioned live video of you showing off your piece to your followers. Not once, but twice. Earlier this week, I reported that the Grizzlies have suspended Morant from all team activities after he was seen on Instagram video singing in his car, fiddling around with a gun. This comes after serving an eight-game suspension in March for posting himself in a nightclub with another gun. Yesterday, after realizing that this suspension is likely going to be costing him millions of dollars in incentives like $39 million worth of incentives, John felt compelled to offer the following statement, quote, My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. Okay, so here's my question to that. What exactly will John Morant be doing to take full accountability for what will be his second gun-related suspension in the three months? How's that going to work out exactly? Because it seems to me that John Morant is... Not very good at identifying certain behaviors or their consequences. But if you take away $39 million in incentives, then suddenly he's willing to discover things like remorse and accountability. Dude, who are you trying to fool? You're a young fella with a promising future, but you're also a guy who appears to be headed for a rude awakening because only there's only so much that the team, the league, and all your sponsors are willing to take. And so far, you're not off to a very good start. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. They call her the Grill Girl. Or do they? Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies loves talking about grills. There's a trained grill specialist at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Rockies is your grilling destination with free delivery assembly plus free fuel with every grill over 400 bucks. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Skinnerd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a sunny and nice day, but cooler than yesterday. High of only 59 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is uh, 49 right now in downtown Springfield. There's actually a red flag warning for all of Massachusetts. That's when it's windy and it's dry. There's also a possibility of frost tonight, which is just, I mean, come on. 
We, we were just at 84, 84 degrees for crying out loud. I know. I was waiting. To, I have this uh, this house tree thing that I put outside every spring, mm-hmm. but I can't put it out yet because it's just too damn cold. Uh, we're going to have Emo Phillips on the phone this after 8 o'clock this morning. He's going to be at the uh, the Loft Comedy Club tonight in uh, in Chicopee. How, uh, uh, you've interviewed him uh, before, haven't uh, you? He was the very first celebrity, inter- the very first interview yeah. That I had ever done really? when, I, when I was in college. So this would have been like 1985, 86. Yeah. Does he do the act on the phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, okay. it, it's right. not. Uh, I mean, it's an act. Yeah. But that's what he does. He, he didn't drop it while he, just because he was right. talking to a college kid on the uh, phone. All right. So I know what to at least expect when he calls because I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Oh, yeah. No, it's, right. it's what you what you have heard is exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be at the Loft Comedy Club tonight. But he's one of the all-time greats. Uh, yeah, he is. And then uh, we're we're interviewing another comedian. Uh, this uh, week, yeah, two comedians. And for the life of me, I can't remember <laughs> her name. But well, e- either way, uh, Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm watching yesterday. I'm uh, I'm watching uh, videos on Reddit, and I come across this. We've talked about this before. The Cartnark guy. Yeah. He's the guy that goes across the country, and when he sees people not putting their shopping carts in the shopping cart holder in the parking lot, he then attempts to shame the people who didn't do that by putting magnetic stickers on the side of their cars. And then when the people get mad and agitated, they get out of the car and they try to take the sticker off. And then he throws another one on there, which to me seems like assault almost. Not, I mean, I guess maybe because you're not physically doing it to the other person, but right. what what is the deal? I, I know we, we've had the discussion of who's right and who's wrong in this whole thing, but at what point do you say, yeah, maybe I, I might get killed uh, by doing this one of these days. Um, well, there, there is, there is that. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's also the expense of coming up with all these magnets to put on people's cars. It's like you have to be really bothered. Yeah. To do something like that all over the country, like this, like of all the terrible things that have gone on in the world. You know, well, pa- pandemics, pestilence, uh, you know, uh, famine. The one thing that you're most focused on is whether or not a guy drops his cart off into the cart carousel. Well, this guy is certainly making money off these videos because he's got this whole YouTube channel. And he probably makes a good chunk of change. Otherwise, why would you keep doing it? You know what I mean? If it's not profitable, why would you keep doing stupid videos like that? Moral outrage. Maybe he's just a Budinsky. Do you realize how many hits you have to have on YouTube to make a dollar? Well, it's a lot. Well, he's got quite a few hits, uh, so I'm sure that you know he's obviously making a steady stream of money. He's from New Hampshire, and he travels across the country, so he's got to have some sort of bank in order for him to be flying and uh, getting camera people to come and help him because he had this film crew with him yesterday. Yeah. It was like two other guys that were with him. And I can't play the video uh, because it's got some profanities in it. But if you just go on on Facebook to Cartnarks, you'll you'll be able to see it. He well, keeps harassing this guy. The guy leaves the cart between the car and the and another car, his car and another car. Mm-hmm. 
And then this guy goes, well, hello, Mr. Lazy Bones. Huh? Somebody didn't return their car. And he does this whole, like, animated, mm-hmm. uh, like, oh, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't. Why would you do that, sir? Why would you Why would you not return your cart, sir? And it's the most annoying, like, commentary that he gives on this thing. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you know of uh, any state in America in which returning the cart or not returning the cart is a crime. No, and I used to have a different view about this until other people changed my mind about it. Yeah. I used to be like, yeah, you know what? You really should put your cart back in that trolley thing. And then the more I heard about, well, look at the price of your groceries every week. The, the cost is cut. They hire people to do that, to go out and get the carts. Now, I think you're a you're you're a jackhole if you go out there and you put the cart right in the middle of the spot mm-hmm. where then other people then can't park in the spot they have to get out of the car and move the cart. But if you're uh, placing it uh, where the next person can grab it, I don't see what the big deal is. Well, so here, so here's my question in, in asking you that you know mm-hmm. since uh, it is not a crime no. to not put your cart away, but yet harassment is a crime. Then who is really is and, and and you know this is a, a situation of incon of uh, a lack of courtesy and and yeah. uh, and moral outrage. Isn't harassment a bigger crime than whether or well, not you put your card away? You know that's 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 what I'm getting at with yeah. this guy. And you can argue the whole who's right about taking the card back or not all day long, but at the end of the day. Uh, I like to use that term at the, the end, end of the day. day. Right. Uh, well, I wish it was the end of the day. Well, yeah, me too. But at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> you who cares? Who cares? People are jerks every day no matter where you go. So what's the difference if somebody's just leaving the cart in the parking lot? You know, there are some people, and I don't know if you ever uh, have happened across one of these folks, but there are people in the world who just have no ability to mind their own damn business, mm. and uh, they're Budinskis. You know what a Budinsky is? Yeah. A Budinsky is someone who just can't leave well enough alone. Won't mind their own dang business. I know plenty of people uh, like that. Just can't stop bothering people because of their problems with behaviors that have nothing to do with them. So this guy keeps throwing the sticker on this guy's truck. Right. Uh, on the On the offender, or whatever he calls him. And the guy finally gets out and says, if you touch my car again, I'm going to physically assault you. To me, that's a good enough warning to not do that again. Yeah. And the guy, you know, showed restraint. He didn't get in a confrontation other than the verbal confrontation that they had. Yeah. But he left. But at, and even as the guy's trying to leave the parking lot, he's trying to get out of the parking lot of the grocery store and there's traffic. So he's got to wait. And as he's waiting, this cartnark guy is like, oh, Mr. Lazybones, are you sure you don't want to come back and make sure you put your cart back in the cart carrier? I wanted to punch this guy so bad. I was like, I'll come down there and punch that guy for this guy. Right. But you know, he, but this is the kind of guy. So let's just, yeah. let's just say you're the guy in the truck, right? Yeah. And this guy won't leave you alone. And you just got to get out of it. I mean, you've listen, you've got, uh, you've got things that are perishable you know, yeah. unless you get them back into a fridge. And uh, so uh, you get to the point where you want to punch this guy right in the juice, okay? This is the kind of guy that will make you the bad guy for defending yourself in an harassment situation. Right. 
to be to me, uh, this guy kind of has earned a big punch to the juice. He absolutely has, and and uh, good for the guy who didn't do that. Yeah, because he would have been arrested probably. Now I'm not a I'm not a fu- I'm a lover, not a fighter, as you know. So the idea that I would you know ball up my fist and punch a guy right in the throat is not. It would not be my first reaction, but if uh, if pushed enough yeah. with this harassment, I think it's a justifiable punch. And uh, I know we're out of time, but the, one of the other reasons why I changed my mind about uh, leaving the carts out in the parking lot, yes, because somebody told me, hey, that was the time when I was a teenager that uh, when working at a grocery store, I could go out and smoke pot and get high and not have to deal with bagging inside the store. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing these kids a favor then by leaving these carts all over the place. You're providing a service. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Getting a Title V inspection stinks. Literally. Phew. But it's a muck. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 59. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. And immediately following that, we'll be talking to comedian Emo Phillips. will be at the, uh, the Loft Comedy Club tonight, 92 View Street in Chicopee for a big night of comedy. Well, there you go. Are you ready to laugh? I am. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Would you like to buy a broken barometer? Sure. No pressure. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, because the barometer the pressure. Is the pressure. <laughs> yeah, say, oh, man, I'm knocking these out of the park every day. Hello, A-game. Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cold front moved through last night and cooler air can... 30 with Backs and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems nation's home buyers there's local radio icon steve nagel thanks bax uh since of some surprising news yesterday massachusetts u.s attorney rachel rollins will resign following a months-long investigation by the justice department's inspector general into her appearance at a political fundraiser and other potential ethics issues her attorney said on tuesday the justice department's watchdog has yet to release its report detailing the findings of its investigation but an attorney for Rollins told the Associated Press that she should be submitting a letter of resignation to President Biden by the close of business on Friday. Well, you got to clean out your office. Well, that <laughs> takes some time. In a couple of days, uh, maybe uh, the merry maids come in and mm-hmm. uh, clean up the office so it gets ready for paint for the next U.S. attorney that goes in that office. <laughs> She's just doing the right thing now. Yeah, you know, that's all. The uh, resignation of a U.S. attorney amid ethics concerns is exceedingly rare phenomenon and is especially notable for a Justice Department that under Attorney General Merrick Garland has sought to restore a sense of normalcy and uh, good governance following a turbulent four years of the Trump administration. Rollins' attorney says she has been uh, profoundly honored to have served as a U.S. attorney and proud of her father, uh, proud of her office's work, but understands that her presence has become a distraction. Yeah, see, this is why... You know, you and I get invited to these political fundraisers all the time. Yeah. And I guess the only time that I recall going was because I happened to be in that building at the same exact time. Not even realize. I think it was like an Anthony Galuni fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't like I was there to support Anthony Galuni or not support Anthony Galuni, but it was at the fort 
And I saw somebody I knew, and he says, oh, yeah, we're having a party for Anthony Galuni in the, in the uh, Ruprecht room. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll... I'll go, but it's but it, you know it's never like I've accepted any of these fundraiser things yeah. because it's just like eh, I, I don't like supporting any candidate because um, you know for for all of these reasons you you just never know when next time they're going to be like tossed out of office in shame. Well, do I want to be associated with that? No. Well, uh, I mean, I'm I was definitely not a Hillary Clinton supporter by any means, but uh, I did go to one of those rallies. Or whatever campaign events down at the Springfield Museums, right? Only because I got a press pass. Which when the hell do we ever get press passes for any that stuff? Well, Never. yeah, for that stuff. And I'm like, oh wow, great! I can uh, I can uh, sit in the peanut gallery with the rest of the reporters. You know how many reporters were there? One. His name was Ray Herschel, <laughs> right? And I said to Ray, I was like, are all these other, are these all reporters? And he's like, they're bloggers. And he he just had this like look of disappointment on his face. Like, yeah, they're taking over our jobs. Because Ray Ray is of that generation where if, if someone of that importance was in town, you'd have everybody, everybody in the media would be there. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about the the person that you're going to see, it's still a huge event as far as a news media uh, event goes. And if you're the only one there, I don't even think 22 was there. It was like one of these things that I think we got notified from Richie (laughs) Neal's office that we could get the, uh, we could get the press pass for the day. What did 22 say? Listen, we got way too many fluff pieces to get to tonight. Listen, I will, I'm, we're working on updates from stories we did three years ago. We can't be working for you Uh, if we're suddenly working for her. The uh, Justice Department did not immediately comment uh, on Tuesday. The Inspector General's office uh, declined to comment as well. Uh, One person has been arrested following a stabbing in Enfield on Tuesday afternoon. According Enfield Police Chief Alaric Fox, officers were called to the town hall uh, on Enfield Street for a report of a man bleeding heavily. When they arrived, they discovered the man was bleeding due to an assault with a knife on Spring Street. Following an investigation, police have arrested 32-year-old Timothy Lindsay of Enfield and charged him with assault of second degree and carrying a dangerous weapon. He was issued a $750,000 surety bond. But no, uh, what? Why? Why would somebody stab somebody at the town hall? It's a good question. Uh, did you get your excise tax bill? Uh, you know, there have been some times I've seen the uh, what they wanted in my excise tax, and I felt violent. The uh, state's highest court has reinstated the indictments against a Springfield police officer and a bar owner for their alleged involvement in the so-called Nathan Bills case. Nathan Bills bar uh, co-owner Joseph Sullivan and Springfield officer Derek Gentry Mitchell were charged with perjury and misleading investigators in connection to a bar fight between a group of off-duty Springfield police officers and four black men in 2015. Both men had filed an ocean to dismiss, which was granted in a lower court. However, the Supreme Judicial Court ruled Tuesday that the lower court was wrong to dismiss the indictment. The ruling instates the charges, and the case will now return to trial. According to the Supreme Court, the uh, Commonwealth alleged that uh, Gentry Mitchell falsely stated to investigators and a grand jury that he did not hear or see anything to indicate that off-duty officers might have been involved in the assault. The Commonwealth also alleges that Sullivan falsely stated and misled Springfield detectives, FBI detectives, and a grand jury about the April 2015 altercation, whether he was aware that John Sullivan also left the bar and stating that he called for a taxi for the victims when they left the bar and saw them leave in that taxi. Is, uh, but so 
what's double jeopardy then? What does that mean? Does that mean when you've you already been, you've already went through a trial? You can't be accused of the same infraction twice, unless you commit the infraction twice. So, uh, but you know, and I'm and I'm and I don't know really enough about all the 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 nuts and bolts of this case, at least you know to you know what anybody may have testified to, uh, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it just it it sounds like they're just not willing to let this thing go. Well, I mean, there's obviously got to be a reason for that uh, that we don't know. Yeah. But uh, it, ju- it just seems kind of weird. I mean, this is what, what 2015 this happened? <laughs> it's been almost 10 yeah, years. Almost I 10 mean, years. Eight years. Uh, I don't know. Weird. Uh, a 22 News viewer shared a video taken in their backyard of a bear and a cub walking through their yard on Tuesday afternoon. afternoon. The vi- Actually, it was morning. The video was taken around 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning in Palmer. You can see a bear walking along the side of the house in search of food, and a cub can also be seen on the stone wall playing with a bird bath. Bear sightings are more common this time of year as they search for food, make sure you blah, 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 blah. Now, where was this again? Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I got to tell you, uh, you know, Steaming Tender's a good place to pick up a meal. Yeah. Yeah, if I were a bear just roaming around the streets well, of Palmer, I'd say, well, you know, maybe maybe the steaming tender would be a good place. Again, if I could go back to my favorite father-son Palmer story where the two men, uh, one, somebody lost a leg, and uh, then you went on their Facebook page because right. they put their name in the paper, you know, who lost the leg, and then you go on their Facebook page and realize that uh, they loved to hang around on railroad tracks and stack Natty Daddy pyramids <laughs> on on the railroad tracks. I watched and watched the trains blast through them. And then one time, uh, I don't know if it was the dad or the son lost the leg or an arm or something in a yeah. in a train accident. Uh, but just you know, the pictures on Facebook painted a story of tragedy. You know, like this yeah. is eventually going to happen. Somebody's going to get hurt. Do you think this bear be uh, stacking cans of Natty Daddies on the tracks out in Palmer? That's a good father-son cub thing to do. It is great family fun, but, uh, you know, it only takes one miscalculation, and you're losing a paw. I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you about the time a train ran over my paw? I like how like we think the bears are doing these extracurricular act. Well, I mean, they are very human like. They they oh. do they play with the bird bath and the swimming pools and the, you know. Absolutely. I mean, you look at them. I mean, listen, I've se- Did you ever see uh the television show Captain Kangaroo? Uh or was that a little bit before I your time? I think it was time? a little bit before my well, time. All right, let me just explain. Uh on Captain Kangaroo, there was a bear that used to dance on every episode. And this bear could dance, man. He could cut serious rug. I mean, he could do anything. He could do the, the shuffle, could do the uh, the Charleston, could do the mashed potato. This bear was some talented bear. And exactly right. Yeah, I mean, he had a little necktie and a hat and everything. And, and you know, when you, when you look at bear activity like that, you say, my God, it's like they're just like us, only hairier and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, again... 
when I told you to Google hairless bear. Oh, the frightening. Freakiest looking animals on the face of the planet. That's really that's an scary. animal that needs hair. Yeah. Yes, it does. You know, without it, it's uh it's an unsightly behemoth of ugliness. Yeah, because they're cute and cuddly with hair. Yeah. And then like me, I'm cute and cuddly with hair, but now I look like a like a mean rat bastard when I'm uh, when I shave. <sighs> See, I, I've only seen pictures of, you know, older pictures of you with yeah. hair, and it just seems so wrong. I haven't had hair since 2004. Really? It's been that long. It's been, oh, yeah. that 20, 20 years? Well, it started, like, uh, I, I always had, like, that widow's peak thing where uh-huh. the hairline was just going back, and by the time I was, like, 24. Yeah. It was, all, like, pretty much gone, so then I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to have a, a level three ring. You know, did you ever uh, think about doing the comb over? I always thought that was a really cool look. No, see, the comb over doesn't work. You look like you're, you're you're you would be like on a sex offender poster. See, I don't know about that. I mean, to me, uh, you know, when you got when you're a guy who's bald and you're yeah. you're combing over like four or five strands of hair, like the yeah, yeah, you know, to give the illusion that there's a lot of business going on up there. I always thought that was a an understated look. If I were bald and I'm not because I have a luxurious head of hair. Uh, you should see. I mean, you can run your hands through it and everything. Uh, then if I were bald, I'd go that route. I'd do the comb over. Nah, I just, I'd do it with pride. I'd just shave it off. <laughs> like, that is such a... Would you rather look like uh, a badass or a sex offender? You're That's like, what I'm asking. Man, you're like a pirate over there. Yeah. With your, with your, arr, arr, I'm cutting my hair. Uh, why does it seem like the latest technology is always like, you know, 5% cool, 5% useful, and 90% terrifying? <laughs> Apple has a new mobile feature in the pipeline called Personal Voice. It will allow your phone to replicate your voice after only about 15 minutes of reading prompts and training. Which is cool until you consider what would you do with that? Apple yeah. says it's meant to make their devices more inclusive for people with disabilities. For example... People with conditions like ALS, where they lose their voice over time, that could help them by reading type text aloud during calls and saving commonly used phrases. Wait, they already have that technology that does that. It's just now they're implanting it in the phone. The problem is this will uh, probably only end up being 1% of how it's actually used. Instead, we'll be dealing with fears of scammers getting their hands on this, TikTokers using it for pranks, and... Uh, that little, uh, that little scamp, Johnny, you know, little Johnny, little Johnny. You know, the will try to use that to bail on calls for his family. The the, the more and more that I read about uh, AI mm-hmm. and the 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 Chat GPTs and all that other uh, all that other hoo ha, um, the more I find myself to be absolutely terrified by all of it. Like it in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. This could be the worst Listen, thing we've ever created since I, I I don't even know. It's gonna be uh, you know uh, you talk to Steve Weissman about scams and all that stuff. This mm-hmm. is gonna be the next big thing. This is gonna be worse because you can't decipher between what is real and what is computer generated information. Yeah, you're there's no to- there's no way to. Det- you're at the point now, and it's only going to get more sophisticated, where there is absolutely no way where you can decide, am I being fed real stuff, or am I being fed total BS? Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think things are hard to figure out now with information, just you wait. It's only going to get worse.
And we hope you sleep better at night. Oh, I do. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 59. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt up. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 in Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, it's going to be cool today. High of 59. It's 49 in downtown Springfield. Sorry, I'm, I'm just uh, eating up my bourbon brulee cheesecake. Which is absolutely delicious. Folks at Jackalope dropped this off to us yesterday. Yeah, you uh, you saved me a slice, which was uh, very nice of you. But then, like the normally when you when you have like something delivered to the station, the hyenas up here, uh, you know, rip through anything. Like if you left a box of donuts upstairs, you know, they, they'd be they, gone. They, yeah, they'd be going after it like uh, like uh, like a bunch of buzzards. But uh, there's a whole half a cheesecake up there. Wow. We just got the IT guy to have a piece too, so oh, okay. he's enjoying that. Well, so there you it might, go. might not be it might be gone by the by the time this segment is over. Um, a couple things. First of all, don't forget uh, the keyword to cash coming up after uh, eight o'clock. Uh, your chance to win a thousand dollars. You'll hear that keyword at eight, eleven, two, and five o'clock. And when you hear it after eight, you want to put uh, that word into rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win a thousand bucks. You play every weekday, increases your chances, obviously. It's all brought to you by uh, TextMeForTires.com, Kim Keo, the Nielsen team, Livian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Secondly, remember about a, like a week or two ago, I, uh, I was asking uh, people if they knew anybody who could tow a fifth-wheel camper from one state to another, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of people uh, you know, emailing me about uh, you know, willing to do it themselves, you know, guys who, who tow you know, the you know, RVs for a living. And, uh, you know, I decided on one, on one guy, uh, mad hen trucking in, uh, in Woodstock, Connecticut. The reason why is, and even, even the, there were like five or six people that recommended this guy says he's unbelievable. So I hired him and, uh, he, he showed up yesterday in Vermont. Mm-hmm. I went up there like right after the show and, uh, I don't know what kind of sorcery this guy has, but you know, it, you you basically have to back up this your, your truck just perfectly to get it attached to the hitch. Yeah, I've never seen a guy do it with such ease. One time, boom, it's connected, and he's off the property. Unbelievable! Well, well there you go. Un freaking believable. And he he uh, he dropped it off at the uh, at the new the new campsite, and uh, it's all hooked up now. All hooked up. Couldn't be happier. I'm never going to have to clean a crapper tank for the rest of my life. Why? Because it's now a septic system. Is that it's, what it is? It, it's got a septic system. I hook it right up to the to the camper, and oh, boom! Look at you! I'll be able to use that toilet like any other toilet in America. You're like the George Jefferson of campers. You're moving on up to the east side. Oh, I really yeah, am. Yeah, you went from the west side to the east side. That's exactly what is going on. Look, so, look, Wheezy, we can go to the bathroom and we don't have to pump anything out anymore. <laughs> I want to make Mother Jefferson another Bloody Mary. Right, right. While, while we wait for the Willises to come over. Uh, well, yeah, that's, no, that's I'm, good. I'm glad you got it done. Couldn't be happier. And I also want to thank everybody that uh, that offered to do the job. Uh, you know, all very generous offers. Some of these guys, you know, really, you know, were trying to cut me a great deal, and I do yeah. appreciate it, but. The end of the day, the job is done. Um, I'm never ever going to move that thing again. I'm sorry. Anytime you say Woodstock, Connecticut, I immediately think of that nudist camp that's out there. <laughs> that's like the only. <laughs> that's the only thing I associate with Woodstock, Connecticut. Well, there's an you know there's another uh, nudist 
campground in Vermont. Oh, yeah, I'm where sure. I had to is. drive by every time I went up there. Yeah. And I always thought, all right, you know, I've seen like people on a nude beach before. Yeah. But what kind of nudists are going up to Vermont? Think about um, that for a little bit. Well, you got that. Those are hardy nudists. When I first moved up to the uh, the hill towns years ago, yeah, uh, I was I like I like going out and uh, you know finding new places to explore, take a walk, you know, uh, see some scenery in the woods, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, I found this thing where it's the Chesterfield Gorge, which is a, it's a really actually a nice spot to to hang out. It's a part of the Westfield River that uh, is, is got these giant rocks on either side. Sure, P- very very neat, but it's very small. But they say if you walk, <coughs> when I was googling this years ago, uh, it was uh, known that there was a, there's nudists that like to go swimming along that portion of the river. Naked. Really? N- yeah, all completely naked. And uh, maybe some inappropriate activity going on out there. In a gorge? In a gorge. <laughs> Never thought I'd live to see the day. I, you know, I just I just can't imagine what... Uh, all right, you know, Westfield nudists. I've, you know, I lived in Westfield. Some good-looking yeah, people in that no, town. This is beyond Westfield. This is the Westfield River. It's just up in, oh, in Chesterfield. Chesterfield. So oh, you're out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and it's uh, one of these naturist uh, yeah. kind of things. But naturists... Who also like to uh, involve themselves in, uh, I don't know, activities that uh, may be deemed well, inappropriate by well, some. I am uh, would be horribly offended by that. You would? Oh, are you kidding me? I, to see a, it or have it done to you? <laughs> well, I guess uh, to see it, yeah. first of all. Me you and know. my friend George. George's Gorge. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous George's Gorge. Gorgeous George's Gorge. Gorge. Yeah. <laughs> 6.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you might know, tonight is game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Miami Heat. I'm also pretty sure that many of you realize that it took seven games for the Celtics to earn the right to play the Miami Heat tonight following their semifinal series with the Philadelphia 76ers. And despite the fact that the Celtics ripped the Sixers apart by 24 points in Game 7, that series could have gone in the completely opposite direction. Knowing that, let me ask you this. If the Sixers were just a mere 25 points away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals, why then would you fire your head coach two days after you were eliminated? Yesterday, the Philadelphia 76ers fired head coach Doc Rivers for failing to get his players to score enough points to beat the Celtics in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Forget the fact that the 76ers haven't been to the Eastern Conference Finals in 22 years. Forget the fact that your best players were shut down by a better defense and you still lost on Sunday. You got the team within one game of the conference championship and yet you fired the guy anyway. Now, I happen to like Doc Rivers, one of the winningest coaches in basketball. He's a Marquette guy. He's the last guy to coach the Boston Celtics to the NBA championship. There's no reason not to like Doc Rivers. And yet, he's apparently the reason why James Harden couldn't score more than nine points in Game 7. He's the reason why Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league, was held only 15 points. 
Listen, Doc Rivers wasn't the one out on the court on Sunday. He wasn't the one missing shots. He wasn't the one who couldn't play against the Celtics defense in Boston in Game 7. He was just there to be their coach. And yet the team refused to point fingers in the right direction and fired him anyway, despite the fact that it was your players that got him fired, not because of what Doc Rivers did or did not do. And that, my friends, is the way coaching works. And frankly, I think it's garbage because Doc Rivers deserves much better than that. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, let me tell you this. They call her the grill girl at, uh, at Rocky's. Uh, um, yeah, okay, yes. Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies loves talking grills, a trained grill expert. And Rockies is your grilling destination with free delivery assembly plus free fuel at every grill over 400 bucks. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 7.09 and the Jay Giles Band. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and uh, not so warm today. Only a high of 59 tomorrow. Uh, sunny with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, about a little round of Am I the A-hole? Yes, you are. You uh, you got a dog, right? I do. Do you bring your dog with you everywhere you go? No. No? No. You you know people who do that? Sure. I mean, I bring them places, my, but not everywhere I go. My brother does that. Really? The dog goes with him everywhere even on vacations they never fly anywhere they always drive and they take the dog with them would he take the dog to say like a prostate exam well i'm or sure a colonoscopy? If, i'm sure if uh, they had masks to fit the snout of the dog he would take the dog into the prostate exam with him but he didn't the dog well you know restrictions yeah. are down now so you can actually walk into a medical facility without one because our uh, our first one is uh, would i be the a-hole for not attending my brother's birthday party because I can't bring my dog. I, 28 female, have a three-year-old German Shepherd, Lou. Huh. Not the same kind of dog, but right, same yeah, name. Right. Who is the sweetest dog I've ever met. She's very cuddly and loving once she's gotten used to her. However, she was abused as a puppy and has separation anxiety. Uh, we've been working with a professional trainer and she's been making improvements. But currently, leaving her home alone for more than an hour simply isn't possible. My brother lives 45 minutes away. It's hard to gain her trust, so getting someone to watch her on short notice is nearly impossible. The last time I visited with my 39-year-old brother and his 42-year-old wife, I stepped on Lou's tail. Uh, his wife, the, his wife stepped on Lou's tail, and quite obviously it hurt. She didn't bite or even try to do so, but she barked quite loudly before running to hide behind me. I asked my sister-in-law whether uh, she was all right, and she said she was. So I didn't think anything else of it. After all, she'd known Lou for almost two years before the incident. Mm -hmm. But when my brother invited me to his birthday party next weekend, he told me to leave Lou at home. And when I asked for the reason, he told me that the sister-in-law thought it was she, uh, she was too aggressive uh, to be around the guests. Uh, she isn't. But it's their house, their rules, and I want to respect her wishes, so I simply called my usual dog sitter who told me that unfortunately they weren't available. Anyone else who's watched Lou in the past will also be at my brother's party so I don't have anyone to watch her. I told my brother I could I could either A, bring Lou and keep her on a leash at all times, or B, 
take Lou with me and take turns with my mom walking around the neighborhood so I could be able to stay a bit without his wife having to face the dog, mm-hmm. or C, come over with Lou in the car to congratulate him, bring over his present, but leave shortly afterwards as I don't want her to be alone in the car for more than 15 minutes. He told me he didn't like any of those options because his wife didn't want my, quote, aggressive dog on their property, in their driveway, or in their neighborhood <clears throat> in general. Right. Uh, I apologized and told him if that was the case, I wouldn't be able to come at all. He told me he's disappointed, but especially my sister-in-law has been bombarding me with texts about how I was selfish for putting my dog before my brother, and I was the uh, a uh, the a-hole of a sister uh, to do that to him on his 40th birthday. You know, does this woman work? Does she have a job? Is she employed anywhere? Does she have to leave the house? Well, that's what I was getting at. I'm like, what do you do normally during the day? You have to hire a babysitter all the time for the dog? Yeah. See, a lot of dogs have separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. But crate training would make a big, big difference in that dog's life. And if you could leave the dog in a crate, then you could leave. And the dog would be okay. Yeah. I uh, I don't understand why you wouldn't put the dog in a crate. Because if you believe for a moment that the crate is well, an unusual punishment for the dog, the problem is not for the dog. The problem is really you. The other thing is you don't know where she lives either. Does she live in an apartment complex? Is the dog going to be barking all the, the whole time that she's gone? See that? Yes. Uh, you got to take into consideration. Then, then you got every neighbor thinking you're the a-hole. Yeah, but I think this, uh, this girl uh, would... Definitely be the a-hole not showing up to the brother's party. Yeah, you know what? If and it, not showing up with the dog. You know, and it's the it, the the brother's fortieth birthday, one of those milestone birthdays. You know, like like to be honest, in September I'll be fifty-seven. That's not really a milestone birthday. I'm not really expecting anything, and don't really want much. Yeah, forty years old. That's kind of a big one. Uh, you should be at your brother's birthday party, and if they don't want the dog. Then you don't bring the dog. You put him in a crate and you leave the dog be. I'm starting to think it might be an excuse that she doesn't even really want to hang out with her family at all. Well, that's possible. Maybe her family is full of a-holes. That's always a possibility. And she's just using the dog as a guise to exactly. not come over. It's it's just a, it's just a prop. Well, there you go. Hmm. You ready for another one? I am. Am I the a-hole for evicting my roommates after they threw a party without my consent? I, 29 female, have three kids, and last year my husband's uh, or children's fa- my husband and children's father passed away during open heart surgery complications. I was a stay-at-home mom and had always been, so I had no idea where to start. Never had a job, and admittedly, I didn't even have my license. It was tough from every single angle, but in short, I needed help, so I decided to let my best friend Jesse, 30-year-old male, and his wife Kim, 29, move in uh, to a spare room to help pay rent. I immediately went for my license, passed on the first try, quickly got a job. During this time, my parents were helping with babysitting my kids, and thankfully within six months I had become comfortable with adulting lifestyle, but we were all still grieving heavily as I never really gave myself time to process the loss of my husband, nor did my babies really grasp that daddy wasn't coming home, which made things more difficult. So anyways, my roommates have been fine for the most part, but have recently started to attempting to get me to party more let loose and have fun. Things I'm still not even remotely comfortable with, and I've expressed this multiple times. That and I have some unresolved trauma involving men from my childhood and don't really feel comfortable being around any guy while drinking. I'm uh, working through that in therapy, uh, started recently, but there's a long road ahead. 
Well, I picked up my girls from soccer practice yesterday and brought them out for ice cream. We got home around 6 p.m. and there were four or five unknown cars in my driveway and I could hear the music blaring. I walked inside to find easily 10 people, mostly men, drinking, dancing, and partying with my roommates. I immediately turned off the music and told everyone to leave. My roommates called me a poor sport and said I need to let go. Between them having strange drunk uh, men in, uh, in my me and my kids' home, mm-hmm. uh, around my kids and not respecting my boundaries and no parting in general, I decided to evict them this morning, where I had a lease already drawn up stating I could evict them at any time with a week notice. I gave them only seven days to be out, and I was within my rights to do so. They're saying I'm the a-hole for blindsiding them after all they've done for me, but uh, them having drunk guys in my house around my daughters without even asking uh, knowing what I went through was not uh, was not a situation I will ever forgive. So, am I the a hole? Um, you know what? I think if you're going to have a party and not tell somebody, uh, a roommate or a landlord, uh, yeah, then that's kind of on you. Well, whether whether or not you should be evicting them, that is a totally different story, and I don't know the answer to that. It sounds like there was more going on than just this one incident. Probably the party. Uh, for you to decide to evict them. You know, I uh, having kids at the house, you don't want that kind of behavior mm-hmm. uh, around. You're not single. You know what I mean? If, you were, if she was young and single, that might be different. No kids in the house. Might be uh, trying to get her to party and let loose. Yeah, you know. After the husband died. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta swing, baby. You just gotta swing. You got to swing. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got to you got to throw off all that all that pain and suffering and yeah. uh, just uh, you live your life. I mean, she does sound a little extreme doing the whole eviction thing right away. That's kind of my point. It's yeah. a, you know, like uh, yes, your roommates may have been uh insensitive and inconsiderate. Is is that enough? Is that a, a, that alone enough to evict them? I I don't well, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. You're, you're teaching the kid how to do an ice luge. You know, it's like true, but on the other hand, uh, kids got to learn. We're going to do shots of Jägermeister down this uh, really big block of ice where the the guy carved out the little alleyway for you to to drink that. (laughs) You won't even taste the Jägermeister. It's ice cold. Ooh. Yeah. These son of a bitch is ice cold. Uh, You ready for another one? I am. Why not? Am I the a-hole for getting my fiance a ring on a chain? I, 29 male, wanted to propose to my 28-year-old girlfriend. She's a uh, nurse, so she can't wear rings at work. I wanted to give her something that she could keep with her all the time. I work as a graphic designer, so I designed a ring and a chain that I thought she would really like. The ring is a style, isn't a style she's worn before and likes with a diamond as well as opals, which are her favorite. The chain is fairly small and sturdy and made of stainless steel core with alternating gold and silver links over the top so it's stronger. Is this guy a jewelry guy? He might be. The uh, clasp for the chain is invisible, and the ring can be clipped on and off uh, of the ring without having to take the chain off. I made it so that she could turn it and hide the clip so she could wear the chain separately from the ring as well. I thought it was really cool, and I proposed on Sunday at the park after Mother's Day. There was no one else around to see it. She was initially excited when she saw it and immediately said yes. However, when she pulled it out and saw the chain attached, she accused me of trying to prank her and wouldn't hear a word in edgewise. She was yelling at me and crying, and I felt horrible. I tried to explain, and she shut me down and went back to her mother's. Now she won't talk to me, and I don't know what to do. Am I the a-hole? 
You know what? You're dodging a bullet here, I, 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 pal. You know what I mean? I, I think what you what uh, has just happened here is she did you an enormous favor. Yeah, you just uh, she just made you realize this is not the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. In, in fact, in fact, you should be sending her a thank you note. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you so much for showing your true colors. Yeah, thank you for showing me exactly what I don't want for the rest of my life. Somebody chimed in. It sounds like a misunderstanding. Give her time to calm down and understand before throwing out the relationship. Proposals are emotional. No. No, 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 no. no. If uh, if that's the reaction, um, Listen, that's, that's only going to be the first of many bad reactions. This guy sounds kind of like a hopeless romantic. He wanted to make everything perfect for her. Yeah. And he realized that because of her job that she can't wear the ring on her finger, uh, but would still like to show it off. So he did this personalized thing, Mm -hmm. and she just poo-pooed all over his big dreams. That's it, man. And uh, now he doesn't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Tell her to get the hell out of your life. (laughs) That's... Ultimately, that's what's uh, that's what. Ha- Listen, if it if it's not now, it will be later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, there you go. Uh, that uh, that's another round of uh, Am I the A? It's 7:21 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 7:27 and the Allman Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And Dan Brown will give you the forecast. Uh, Rock 102 and Skip's Outdoor Accents want to give you a better backyard with the Backyard Giveaway. Someone will win a Supreme Balcony Bistro Patio Table Set, a 65-quart Arctic Cooler, a $200 liquor store gift card, and a $100 cash card. And all you got to do is go to rock102.com, and we will choose five qualifiers a day until May 19th. So you got two more days left to do it. And then on Sunday, the 21st, this coming Sunday, I'll be uh, with the road crew at Skip's Outdoor Accents in Agawam for your last chance to enter as we pick the big winner. It's the Skip's Outdoor Accents Backyard Giveaway from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That sounds like a pretty sweet prize, man. I'll tell you what, uh, that cooler is upstairs yeah. in uh, in uh, one of the offices. I would like that cooler. It's a nice cooler. It's a big, giant yeah, cooler. It really is. If I'm going to spend uh, time on a beach this summer, I want a big 65-quart cooler. Uh, Because you got to hydrate. You got to hydrate in the summer sun, right? I I have a big cooler like that. A big one. A big one? But it's a Coleman. It's not. uh, It's not the Arctic. Not the Arctic uh, one. But, you know, I just like to pretend I'm the bougie one. (laughs) Oh, look at this big giant. You take magic marker and you scrape off Coleman on it. Yeah, you put uh, Yeti. Yeah, you just write Yeti with a sharpie on the say. Oh, what are you talking about? This is my Yeti. Yeah, this is uh, like an early model. Yeah, yeah. It was when they fr- yeah this is, the, this is the prototype that they had for uh, the Yeti when they came out with it. This was when it first came out of the factory. One of the first models. Yeah, they took a they took an old Coleman and they put some styrofoam inside of it to insulate it a little bit more. <laughs> Again, to qualify, you need to go to rock102.com. It'll be given away on Sunday in Agawam. It's seven twenty nine. We got news next on Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your Western Mass news first alert forecast. Seven thirty two. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today, get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, where's my, uh, where's my sound? Oh, I, I, okay, okay, there you go. Oh. Okay. Hey, ladies! See? Get funky! 
That was supposed to be like a smooth transition. Yeah, I'm sorry. So every time we talk about East Hampton, we gotta go. Uh, you can you can actually fade that down now. You know, if we only had a producer. Yeah, that would yeah, be very that, helpful. Uh, might be help. Might be a little helpful. <laughs> East Hampton residents, frustrated by a superintendent search gone awry, are seeking a recall election for the chair of the city's school committee. Is it awry or awry? Awry, like a rye bread. Not uh, awry, like uh, Laurie's seasoned salt. No. No? No, it's not like that at all. On Monday, organizers submitted a petition with 400 signatures after a weeks-long effort. The next step will require more than three times as many signatures. On Monday afternoon, residents involved with the recall effort submitted the petition that circulated around East Hampton for the past few weeks. That recall effort came in the aftermath of the rescinded job offer for Dr. Vito Perone by the school committee at the end of March. By Perone's account, school officials revoked their offer after he used the word ladies in an email which contract, uh, with contract requests addressed to two women. Uh, school officials in the following weeks argued that it was his overall approach, including the requested number of days off and other unprofessional comments that resulted in a breakdown in negotiations before they actually started, none of which they told him uh, until after the fact. CC, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've talked about this quite a lot. Uh, Kathy Wazinski, an East Hampton resident, said it started with the fact that Dr. Prone's offer was rescinded for what seemed like a rather absurd reason. The response from the school committee, particularly the chair, was not sufficient to address the concerns of the people. Additionally, she was non-responsive to many people that reached out to her. Uh, I'm included in that group. (laughs) The uh, petition uh, needed 400 signatures to set off the first phase of what could turn into a recall election of school committee chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski, after the city clerk verifies the signatures of the petition, the next step will involve getting 2,517 signatures, according to East Hampton uh, City Clerk Barbara LaBombard. The number is based on the city charter, which requires 20% of the number of voters in the city's most recent election. There were 12,587 voters in the more recent election, according to uh, the city clerk. Wazinski and Jean Powell Wilson, both the East Hampton uh, residents, were involved with organizing efforts to get enough signatures on the petition to set off the next phase. The first step required at least the 400 signatures and at least 60 of those signatures from registered voters from each precinct. The two East Hampton residents spent time in recent weeks picketing in front of City Hall and gathering signatures from other residents that disapproved of how the school committee handled the uh, Perone candidacy. I don't think getting uh, signatures is going to be a problem. Like, there are plenty of people in East Hampton that think this is ridiculous well, this, and it's time to get this thing this figured is, out. This is where it might become a problem. The next step would require the petitioners to get 2,517 signatures, a process they have to start all over from scratch. After that, the matter would get turned over to the city council, which would then be responsible for giving written notice. They ha- And they have to do it like they have to get a certain amount of people's signatures from each precinct. That's what... Uh, I see. That's what it says. So, so they make so they're making it difficult. It, they're making it difficult, but that's the laws. That's the way it is. But even the idea that somebody wants to do this or enough people want to do that doesn't really look good for the election cycle coming up in November for others. Well, so is uh, is Kwasinski's seat up in November? You know what? I don't know that. I don't want to say yes or no. Uh, I know there are two of them that are up in November, but I'm not sure if they're all up in November. See, I'd kind of like to know that because it's like, okay, you want to show a vote of no confidence for this person. If their seat is up in November, the best thing to do is probably have the voters decide. Yeah. 
But if they're not and say they've got another year to go, yeah, then I think uh, you know a uh, an emergency vote might be important because uh, you're going nowhere with this with this school committee. Mm, yeah, but uh, well, you could go somewhere. You could you could go crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean. You could just go away too, which I think uh, would be well, another. I think I option. think the, what they're calling they're, they're asking her to resign, which she's probably not going to do. No, she, I, yeah. of course she's not. Um, because if you're operating under the kind of arrogance that it takes to make these kind of decisions for these reasons and then to, you know, <laughs> deny well, listen. the ability for people to voice their concerns, then I think that, uh, you know, uh, the idea that they're just going to naturally resign on their own ain't never going to happen. You know, I heard I heard another interview with Dr. Perone last week, and uh, the host was seemingly trying to get some sort of gotcha moment on him. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you don't have a gotcha moment when all the facts have been laid out and then you got two other people who have corroborated a story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't Yeah, the got the gotcha yeah. the the, the, the you, gotcha effort is not really directed at Dr. Perone. The you know, gotcha is the people that made these decisions uh spontaneously. The mayor was on the same program the week before and uh, said, "Oh, well, you know, this was just the way he handled things." But the but the problem is nobody really gets into is but that's not what you told him when you told him here taking away the job. Yeah. And that's where you messed up. You you messed that up completely. And matter of fact, you messed the whole thing up uh, you know, from the get-go with the phone call to a, the well-being check mm. to his house at 12:30 at night. Um To be honest, when he was on our show, I thought he came off very well. Very professional, very I, intelligent, like the kind of guy you'd almost want running your your school department. And, and you know what? Anytime we've had anybody who's you know uh, been newsworthy, you know, notable yeah. uh, around the area, you always have somebody that go that that is either like sending me or you information that says, you know what, you want to be careful with this guy. We get we get information like that. You want to be careful with this person because X, <clears> Y, and Z. We got none of that. Not one. No. In fact, uh, we got exactly the opposite, where people said, we love this guy, yeah. and we loved him in West Springfield, and we loved him everywhere he's worked. Yeah, but you know what? Isn't that like the date? how the Dateline story works out? It's always yes. the nice guy. He was very popular around town. Or was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, we find <laughs> There's, there's some horrible, horrible thing. Well, going that's on. that's fine, but that was not a part of the story. No, but it's not a part of the story. But I'm, am just, uh, I haven't gotten any negative information about Vito Perón at all. No, not and, even, and, not even some going. I don't. That guy rubbed me the wrong way. Well, that, that may be very true, but you know what? That's that can sometimes happen as an administrator. Yeah. You're not always going to make, you're not always going to make friends. Uh, the search for the next superintendent of schools in East Hampton uh, continued last night as the school committee met to discuss next steps in the process of selecting an interim for the upcoming school year. The committee passed a motion Tuesday to accept an internal candidate for superintendent of schools. That candidate is Sarah Mochak, director of special education in East Hampton. During the meeting, uh, the committee also voted on how to go forward with the interview process. The committee reviewed questions for each prospective interim candidate on the members list and decided which member would ask what. Uh, this comes after weeks of public outrage and debate after this whole thing we just talked about. 
and another uh, candidate also pulled out of consideration after controversial Facebook posts surfaced about women's sports surfaced. Which uh, wasn't even controversial. <sighs> no. That, 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 I think that, that lady got screwed out of that one, I too. think she did, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I mean, it, it's what she was what she was what she had written should not have been taken as an opinion yeah it was just a conversation starter that's that i don't i don't have any idea what's going on up we're there. just talking <laughs> there's nothing going on here i'm not saying that i believe one thing or another uh let's see uh, another day another massive corporation facing the bud light backlash over a recent ad that's supposedly too uh woke uh, Starbucks is catching heat from conservatives online for a recent ad they put out in India that supports trans people. It's a trans woman meeting up for coffee with her parents. Her dad has obviously not been supportive of her transition, so they're estranged. But then halfway through, he orders them all coffee. And when the barista calls the name, the daughter realizes he gave them her new name, Aprita, instead of Aprit. If you're, uh, if you're Team Bud Light, it's a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, it hits you completely differently. <laughs> <laughs> Miller Lite has caught heat this week from an old, from an old bad uh, from March that was supposed. To, we talked about that one yesterday. Yeah, did you actually see the whole video? Yeah, it's it has that uh, wasn't anything to be controversial. It's, so you you played a like a a, a portion of it yesterday, yeah. but that that video goes on for like another minute and a half. It's actually really funny. Uh, you know how it was done, and it, it it shows that you know women have been involved in 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 beer making and in farming and all the things that you know happen as a result of uh you know in that business. It was it wasn't it wasn't offensive at all. It was actually kind of funny. Yeah, well, actually, it was them making fun of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I, having seen the whole thing, it was yeah. you know it, it puts the, it puts it into a, a different kind of context one that i am not as a man i am not offended by in the least all right uh, take away whatever you know uh, let's say it wasn't even a trans thing right sure take away any of that and put in any other instance of a company trying to do good for the the community a place like starbucks you know okay great you you support the you support the uh, lgbtq community what about the, you know, probably thousands of slave laborers that you have getting coffee from your field? You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's the the well, contradictory <laughs> missions of any of these companies. Right. Nike, for example. Oh, we're doing good. We donate to youth sports. Yes. Well, there's a six-year-old making my shoe in yeah. a factory well, what about in Indonesia. The, what about... What about the coal, the cobalt mines in, uh, in third world countries that are helping us make our cell phones so you can complain about the moral outrage of one company well, that, or another? What, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the companies, these companies really, it's not so much about what they're supporting. It's about what they do and then use something else as a guise to try to say, yeah, we're actually good people. You know, we're all human beings. We're all stupid. We all have our, our, uh, our, our problems. We all have our inability to understand everything that goes on in the world Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is whether or not you agree with bud light's choice of how they market themselves you know i mean gender issues are not going away they're not going away for trans people or you know or gay and lesbian people or or anybody else 
What also isn't going to go away are people who are confused by it all and non-supportive of the people that are looking for support. Those kinds of things are probably not going to go away. They may change, uh, you know, in, in over time. You know, there may be some people that will, will change their opinions and say, okay, I guess it's really no big deal. And there are some people who will be less angry when people are less supportive and may just be accepting that this is the way some people are. Okay, well, that's that's fine. Bud Light's just trying to sell beer. Yeah, that's but, but, that's their biggest thing. But, and right and now, the thing, they're not selling any of, beer. All of these companies are trying to sell something. And you, like I said, you take away the controversy part of that. Take away the whole thing about... Let's just say it was something else. Let's just say, oh yeah, we're Bud Light and we uh, we support uh, you know like wounded veterans or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you support that, but then uh, contradictory, you're doing something else on the sidelines, whether or not you're underpaying your workers or you're you're doing all this stuff. My point being is these companies try to make themselves look good, no yeah. matter. Well, and obviously, I mean, this one backfired. All right, on but them. in all fairness, a, a company can be terrible to their employees, but still support good causes. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what it's pe- two different things. You know, ultimately, people are mad at the fact that corporations don't pay taxes. There's a lot of loopholes that they don't pay their fair share in taxes to this country, and it's and it's a way. When you say, "Hey, we support these, uh, we support these organizations and these groups," but it's a way to kind of deter yeah. from what you're really doing is playing a shell game with your investors. <laughs> not, not to get real political here, yeah. but you do understand that a lot of these corporations are not paying their taxes because they're using the tax law to their benefit. That's, Actual right. law and, that allows and, them to do this. It's yeah. not like they're doing anything illegal. They're just using the system to I know, pay less taxes. Right, but that's what people should be upset about. You should be upset about people like you, you know, they're using corporations create their own organizations for the tax write off. Jeff Bezos does it all the time. Listen, if oh, I look, could do we're it, we're donating a million dollars to, uh, you know, uh, hungry kids. Well, who's that sponsored by? Amazon. You know, we're, we're the ones. Yeah, but running you know, it. I'll uh, I'll donate like uh, you know clothing to Goodwill three days before <laughs> April fifteenth just to just, just to, to say, get the just, just to, to get, get the, the tax write off just to get the tax write off. Does oh, that make me any better than they? No, than they are well, no. maybe not. No, but you also donate <laughs> whatever. Right? This is too. This is like it's way too political. Way too political. It's too complicated. It's uh, sunny uh, today with a high of fifty nine. It's forty nine right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, yeah. With grocery prices on the rise, it's more beneficial than ever to pl- for details. It's seven fifty with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Uh, let's see. The forecast: sunny with a high of fifty nine. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of sixty six. It's forty nine right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, my guest is George Murray, the bass player for uh, David Bowie from nineteen seventy six to nineteen eighty. Really cool interview. He rarely grants interviews. This is a guy that played uh, on Station to Station, the Berlin Trilogy, and Scary Monsters. A hell of a talent. And you can uh, hear that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Tomorrow, a very special bonus uh, episode with Harry Hess from the band Harem Scarum. Now, you may say, well, who the hell is that? He was uh, Johnny Fever on uh, WKRP. No, 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 Steve. That's Howard Hessman. Uh, Harem Scarum was a Canadian. That's the truck I get every year for Christmas. No, Steve. That's the, uh, the Hess truck. The Hess truck. Uh, Harry Hess was a part of a band called Harem Scarum. They were a Canadian 
uh, glam metal band that had their first album come out exactly six weeks before Nirvana dropped Nevermind, and uh, no one heard, and when in the United States heard of Harem Scarum, but they continued for years and wanted becoming super uh, successful all around the world. It's a fascinating story, and that'll be available tomorrow on uh, on Baxi's musical podcast. So you're interviewing the woman who is the main character in The Scarlet Letter? No, Steve, that would be uh, Hester Prynne. Oh, yeah. But you're very, very not close. Not that? Well, now that you heard that, now hear this. <laughs> oh, wait, that's oh, the wrong hey, one. Oh, 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 first day on the job. Oh, there you go. Now yeah. hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Sorry, I thought I was doing the view from the couch. Oh, oh bam. Bam. Uh, a man stormed onto the platform of a mayoral debate in Toronto and created havoc while being hauled away by security. You yes. Ready? He's, yes. A, he's an activist and a perennial candidate. He wasn't invited to the debate, which may be why he went rogue. Thank you. Uh, excuse me. Now you will Sir? not fix an election if don't put your hands on me. That is assault. You will not threaten to shoot and watch this. Look at this. Get, get your hands on Why is he so I close? I'm waiting for him to say, don't tase me, bro. I, I, okay. I don't know what this guy looks like, but why do I picture the inconceivable guy from The Princess Bride? <laughs> inconceivable! I'm a genius! You can't touch me! That's assault! <laughs> Uh, Toronto Blue Jays announcer uh, caught Aaron Judge looking uh, towards his dugout Monday night before blasting his second home run of the game. This led many to believe that Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez were accusing the Yankee of stealing signs. Here's the call. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did it more than once. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, really unusual. Just did it again. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. And Aaron Judge has hit two homers in a game, and once again, he's looking at something, and then the next move is that powerful swing, and he blasts one to center field. Are you stealing signs? Yeah, a Yankee trying to cheat? Who, what does he think he is, Domingo German? part of the game. It, hasn't course. that always been part of the game? Of course it is. So just, then, they just caught him in a side eye. That's it. So what's the big deal? Not like they he's put, all do it. Not like he's putting like uh, you know airplane glue in his hands like Jermon uh, did last night. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's worse things I guess you could be doing, right? A uh, couple sitting in their car at a Dunkin' drive-through filmed a, ra- a raccoon approach the window in hopes of getting a free donut. Here's what happened. He wants some Dunkin' donuts. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. What is he doing? Are they going to give him a donut? Are oh, they going to give him a donut? Oh my God. Do it. Throw him the donut. Oh my god! I, you know these people are freaking out, but no. uh, the raccoon was a Duncan Rewards yeah. member. Yeah, I was gonna say he could stack them and save them and use them how he wants. Ra- of, raccoons run on Duncan. Yeah, and then the price of participation may vary. <laughs> it's, it's a, a limited, limited time, time offer. offer. Yeah, certain terms apply. 
And then the raccoon was like, what do you mean I can't use my 600 points for an iced latte <laughs> with an espresso shot? Why doesn't the espresso shot get covered in something I order every day? And just the coffee portion. Now I have to pay an extra dollar nine for the espresso shot. But you know what? That's my fault because I didn't read the terms of service. <laughs> And there you go. That's oh. now here. This at 755 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my belief that sometimes it's just best to keep my loaded weaponry out of the public eye. I'm a very private man. I don't need to run my mouth about where I keep my arsenal of deadly explosives or my fully loaded handguns or my ninja-style implements of death. That's my business. And in keeping with my right to privacy, you will rarely find me brandishing these weapons on social media. But when you're John Moran to the Memphis Grizzlies, nothing leads to more Instagram hits than a good old-fashioned live video of you showing off your piece to your followers, not once, but twice. Earlier this week, I reported that the Grizzlies have suspended John Morant for all team activities after he was seen on Instagram, uh, on an Instagram video, singing in his car and fiddling around with a gun. This comes after serving an eight-game suspension in March after he posted images of himself in a nightclub with another gun. Yesterday, after realizing that his next suspension would be costing him millions of dollars in incentives, like $39 million worth of incentives, Ja felt compelled to offer the following statement, and I quote, My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. Okay, so here's my question to that. What exactly will Ja Morant be doing to take full accountability for what will be his second gun-related suspension in three months? How is that going to work out exactly? Because it seems to me that Ja Morant isn't very good at identifying certain behaviors or their consequences. But if you take away $39 million in incentives, then suddenly he's willing to discover things like remorse and accountability. Dude, who are you trying to fool? You're a young fellow with a promising future, but you're also a guy who appears to be headed for a rude awakening because there's only so much that the team, the league, and all your sponsors are willing to take, and so far, you're not off to a very good start. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, a grill at Rocky's. It's assembled and delivered free. Any grill over 400 bucks, plus your first round of fuel, pellets, propane, charcoal, whatever. It's all free. Rockies is your grilling destination. Big Green Egg, the uh, Weber's, Traeger Wood Fire Grills, and the Uni Pizza Ovens, and the Blackstone Outdoor Griddles. I'm back. That's my view from a couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Led Zeppelin. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny today and a high of 59. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, real quick, i got to give the uh, keyword to cash, your chance to win $1,000. Today keyword, Today's keyword is the word happy. That's happy, H-A-P-P-Y. For those of you who have never spelt that word before, mm. that's how you spell it. Enter it into rock102.com for your chance to win $1,000. Again, the word is happy, H-A-P-P-Y. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Speaking of happy, 
we have one of the happiest people on the face of the planet on the phone with us right now. Emo Phillips is going to be at the Loft Comedy Club tonight in Chicopee and at the Boston Comedy Festival starting on uh, on Friday. And he's on the phones right now. Good morning, Emo. How you doing? I'm very, very happy. Thank you for spreading <laughs> hemophilia. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the absolutely true story. You were the very first interview that I had ever done in, in my career. I was a college student at Marquette and uh, University, and uh, you you were appearing there like that night, and you were the very first interview I did. It was probably like 1985-86, and uh, I saw the show that night, and you did something on stage I've never seen a comedian do, and I thought it was the most amazing thing I had ever seen. You started to clip your toenails, and you <laughs> flossed your teeth right on stage. And I think at one point, you, you finished the floss, and then you, you tightened it so that all the gunk off that th would like fly. It was like a Gallagher show, almost, except here it was with, with tooth tartar. I, I've never seen anything like that. Brilliant. <laughs> Wow. I, yeah, I should have taken care of that in the hotel room, I guess. <laughs> so, I apologize for, yeah, well, well I'm, I'm, that's, wow, thank you. <laughs> I, well, but I still have my teeth. Well, that's, that's, that's good, but how are your toes looking? And should people in Chickabee should be concerned tonight? Oh, uh... <laughs> 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 wow! I, I don't. Wow, that is so cool. Thank you for that. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't really reach my toes anymore. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> He's either, older. Either can I. You know, I. Uh, um, Marquette's in, in Milwaukee, right? That's correct. Yeah, it's a Catholic university. Yeah, that's right. I think I would have been a good priest. <laughs> well, you know, I look back at my life. I mean, I think I would have made a good priest not not for the not for the traditional reasons, but but to serve God. <laughs> that's that's very important that's, to you, isn't it? I don't know. That that sounds inappropriate by Catholic standards. <laughs> oh no, no. Uh, uh, so what do you do now? <laughs> a little bit of this, a little. You know bit. about me? Tell me about yourself. What are you up to? Well, you know, uh, just doing a radio show, just trying to you know get by. It's pay week this week. That's he, pretty much he, what all he it just, is. He just had a camper moved. Yeah, that was a kind of a big thing. Oh, did you? What was his name? <laughs> And then thanks for using the right term. We don't call them homeless anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. I got, I'm at a hotel right now, in fact. Or, or, or where are you? I'm in, oh gosh, where am I? Um, Providence? Okay, you're yeah. in Rhode Island. Okay, very close. Uh, it's, it's a nice hotel. It's the Marriott. I could... Um, I could hear the couple in the next room having sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's why they give you the glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you're going to be able to get full audio out of that. I believe that's I that's spatial audio. I believe. <laughs> you um, are you coming to the show tonight? 
Uh, no, I'm not coming to the show tonight. Oh, why not? Uh, because I get... for me. What's that? You could clip the toenails. I, I can clip your toenails. Yeah, I, c- I, could, I could do that. I'm yeah. not as limber as I used to be. Yeah, but you know what? As long as people in the front row are yeah. limber to get out of the way of the, of the shrapnel, I think they'd be okay. <laughs> We we get up way too early to be out that late at night on a Wednesday. Yeah, but you know what, Emo? What? I, I will be the first one to admit this. Anyone that, that does go is not going to regret it because when you see Emo Phillips live, you're going to get one of the best comedy performances you've ever seen with some of the greatest jokes ever written. And that's that's not just me saying that. I mean, there are comedians for years saying that there is no better joke writer than, than Emo Phillips. Well, I thank you very much. It's um, um, it's I, I consider myself. Uh, I, I try to write really, really good jokes. It's it's really hard for me to overcome my complete lack of stage presence. <laughs> <laughs> so difficult for you. <laughs> I, I did a show last night. I was at the Comedy Connection, <clears throat> excuse me, in in wherever I am, Providence. <laughs> and and this and I should never talk to the audience. That's my mistake. When I get <laughs> on stage, I get I get comfortable. Like I said to someone, "Where are you from?" He said, "My mother." <laughs> and without really thinking, I said, "Well, I bet the traffic will be a lot heavier going back." <laughs> <laughs> it does get a little crunchy yeah, down there boy, on yeah. 95. Yeah, but around uh, rush hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I got out of it. It was a great audience last night. You know, I was on I was on tour with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Um, well, we did two tours, and uh, in 2018, we did three months on the road. And uh, in, in 2022, we did six months on the road. 133 <laughs> okay. cities. Wow. wow. Yeah, so I've been doing gigantic theaters, so this is, this is the first time I'm back to what I, 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 um, I do best, which is the comedy clubs, the intimate spaces. Well, I, I think you're going to like it. This, this, this club's been uh, open for, for a few months, and it's already gotten some great names, and they're doing, uh, they're doing great work over there at the Loft Comedy Club. I, um, Weird Al fans are interesting. Because if you think about it, when I look in the audience of a Weird Al concert, um, there's probably not a single person in that audience who is not bullied. All right, uh, probably yeah. true. On, on, on the way to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to a weird and, house show. I know, and because uh, I but I have their back. You know, once in school, I beat up the school bully with a baseball bat. Mm. Uh huh. Both both his arms were completely broken. Which is what gave me the courage. <laughs> you gotta seize the day. You gotta jump on the opportunities when they come across you like that. Carpe, carpe diem. Yeah. What? What right? kind? Of, what kind? That of, means seize the day. That's right. What kind of kid were you? So I am. You're, you're spelling the word happy for your listeners, and I'm talking Latin. <laughs> 
I wouldn't. I, I'm tra- it's really hard to imagine you as as a kid. Is, what kind of kid were you? Um, could you um be more specific? <laughs> from the age of, of, from the yeah, age of five small. to high school, what kind of kid were you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I um, I well, I used to, I had asthma, and I, I I used to read books all the time. And I was very underweight, um, but um, uh, I still I still got out a little bit. Like my parents sent me to summer camp every summer, which was weird for me because it was a Baptist summer camp. Okay. And I remember I remember the first. This is a cute story. The first day I stole a jar of raspberry jam from the pantry at the summer camp. And I'm I'm eating it behind a tree, right? Yeah. Okay. And and my and my counselor sees me, and he was all like, "Emo, have you been born again?" I I, I said, "No, it's it's just this raspberry jam." <laughs> a little bit of a delayed reaction. Sorry about that. Table manners as a child, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that took me about 25 seconds to actually process that and realize what you were talking about. You are so sweet. <laughs> and so slow. I, liked, I, I used to play chess as a child. Yeah, oh, really? I was a very good chess player. Even now I like to play chess with old men in the park. But try finding 32 of them. <laughs> Unbelievable! You. I hope you get that. You can come. Why don't you? If you come, you can introduce the show. All right, we'll see where we can work that out. That would be great. That would be great. You (laughs) could leave right after that. (laughs) (laughs) I won't stick around to watch your material. (laughs) I'm sure there will be a lot of your fans who would love to put a face to the voice. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure they would. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure they would. I hope they run a (laughs) No, I'm just. You know, because they probably get an image of what you sound like, and they want to see if that's, you know what I'm saying? And most people are just completely disappointed when, yeah, they, f- when they see what it's happens. Not something to, it's not something to be exposed to. Uh, Emo Phillips is going to be at the Loft Comedy Club tonight in Chicopee on uh, View Street and at the Boston Comedy Festival on uh, on Friday night. Emo, it's a real pleasure to talk to you again. I'm, Thank I'm you so try- much. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to picture your face now. All right, what, what, what do you picture? Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> so You're so close. close. Unbelievable. Wow. That's... No, but I mean about like on Mount Rushmore, like 500 feet tall. <laughs> You're close. Made of made of granite. Uh, I'm, I'm, marble. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just getting very, very, a, very, a lot of white. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. Emo, thank you so much I'm for joining. Sorry we couldn't meet in person. No, well, we, we, that might happen. So we'll, 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 we'll figure something out, out yeah. one of these days. Thank you, Emo. We appreciate the time. And can I just say one thing yes. to sure. your listeners to close on this very important thing? Yes. Cell phones are like a dog's nipples. You don't have to shout into them. <laughs> <laughs> 
very good advice. <laughs> Evo <laughs> Phillips, thank you. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 827 in the hard rock, punk rock stylings of uh, Green Day and Rock 102. You know, I was successful enough getting rid of that Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Maybe this will be my next target. <laughs> I cannot stand that song. Yeah, I know. Here's your Piney Valley forecast. It's going to be sunny today. Why do I have sound like I have something stuck in my nostrils? Because you might. Actually, have something uh, stuck in your nostrils. Uh, again, if you're looking to uh, to see Emo Phillips, he's going to be at the Loft Comedy Club tonight and at the Boston Comedy Festival on Friday. If you've never seen him live, uh, do yourself a favor. Guy's an absolute genius. He that that was probably one of the funniest interviews I've ever been a part of. <laughs> it took, because it makes took you, you a while with the Raspberry Jam. It's like it took like a second and a half. Like wait, wait a minute. It did take me a while, but it was a very funny joke. Like that's the thing of with him is that you have it, it makes you think about it, and it's very very funny. The punchlines are very very funny. Unbelievable. Yeah, so. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. A man is facing charges following a stabbing in Enfield on Tuesday. Police responded to Town Hall on Enfield Street for the report of a man who was bleeding heavily. Officers learned the victim was stabbed on Spring Street. 32-year-old Timothy Lindsay of Enfield was arrested. He was charged with assault second degree and carrying a dangerous weapon. Police said Lindsay was placed on a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars surety bond. Um, I, you know, that's a little bit more detail than what we heard earlier, where it was just a guy at City Hall, right? Town Hall. I was like, what, what did he get in a dispute with the clerk? You know, I mean, that, that's kind of how they make it seem until you yeah. add the other detail. No, he was stabbed down the street, and then he eventually made his way to Town Hall. Yeah, well, you know, uh, he's got answering to do. Well, the uh, the people at Town Hall are very helpful. They got that man some help. See? <laughs> I, I suppose. The uh, Chicopee Police Department has put out a new scam alert regarding online shoppers using Facebook Marketplace. The department took to Facebook this week to warn people of a Facebook Marketplace scam, and it said in part... We have seen an increase in reports where buyers are scammed out of their money while attempting to purchase items from sellers on Facebook. Uh, they, Western Mass News spoke with uh, Chicopee Police Travis Odiorn, who said uh, that scammers are hacking people's profiles and putting fake items up for sale. People are going on Facebook and see what appears to be their friends' profiles listing items for sale because they're moving or things like that. So what they're doing is they're going on there, they're clicking on the links, they're trying to purchase some of the products. The scammer then asks the buyer to pay half the amount for the items uh, using uh, apps like Cash App or Venmo. After the buyer sends the money, they're given a fake address to pick up the items they thought they bought. Then by the time they get there, they make the payment and go to the address, and they realize it's not even the real address. There's well, no items for sale. Well, that seems like it could be illegal. Well, it is illegal. They're yeah. scamming people out of money. Uh, they're urging the public to be careful online and only go through verified sellers. The people that are very vulnerable, they are very vulnerable to these types of things. We just recommend that if you verify the sellers, uh, that's probably the right thing to do. You know, I've uh, never bought anything from Facebook Facebook Marketplace. And I, uh, 
And uh, it's just me. I, I, I can't see myself uh, going out there and, and buying stuff from there. No. Because I trust nobody. I told you the example of my friends who, uh, you know, he, he got a message. He was selling He was selling an ATV, right? And he's trying to sell the ATV on Facebook Marketplace. He gets a message from a guy that says, I'll give you like $200 over what you're asking for right now. Over what over. you're asking for. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, my friend who's a little privy to, like, yeah, I don't know about this. Like, this seems kind of weird. So he sees who the person is on Facebook, recognizes that they have mutual friends, and then starts messaging those mutual friends, say, hey, what do you know about this guy? Is he on the up and up? Mm-hmm. And all of them were like, uh, yeah, you want to stay away from that guy. Really? He's, he's got a history. So then my friend says, well, I'll meet you in the parking lot of the uh, whatever the Holyoke Police Department, and uh, we can uh, we can make the exchange there. Mm-hmm. Guy never answers back because he knew. Basically, what they're trying to do is they're trying to come over your house. Then they come over, they they offer you like a, a couple hundred bucks over the uh, the price that you're selling it for. Mm-hmm. They come over to your house. They look around to see what you got, and then they're like, you know what? On second thought, I don't want this thing. And then they come back and rob your ass. Uh, at the right time because they saw all the stuff in the in the garage or wherever yeah. you're keeping the item. This is why, you know, like, even if you had some guy in a parking lot, like, yeah, at the police station, I wouldn't write a check with your address on it. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think you want to make this as private of a sale as you can possibly make it. And nobody uses cash anymore, really. Yeah, well, I know, but still. Uh, there was a, uh, what is, where's the story that goes along with this? Uh, I was going to read to you about the local and state police investigating over 50 car break-ins in recent weeks. This was uh, out of Westfield, Russell, Huntington. Really? A lot of cars being broken into uh, overnight. Hmm. They're telling people, make sure you lock your doors. Isn't that like one of the number one things you're supposed to do? You know what? It's easy to do when you live in, you know, like we're out where I live. You know, you have to remind yourself to lock the doors. Because it's seemingly like, eh, nobody's gonna come up here. Oh, they're out there. They're I am. Um, for you. I, I, you know, I guess I'm just a like a paranoid former city dweller. I, I lock the door even in the safe little rural town I live in. Yeah, you know, I, I lock my car door. The, the house is all locked up. There's no, no way to get into my fortress of. It's like Fort Knox over there. Totally. Plus, I got you know bear traps and. Uh, and the spring-loaded, dog. you know, booby traps and a bloodthirsty dog. Well, I, you know, uh, that might, uh, that might be uh, what you need. Yeah, to keep yourself protected. Of course, none of those things are true. I'm just saying that. So, if anyone had, you know, designs on my property, they would think twice. Here's what I'm having a problem with: the internet is super slow in this building this morning. It's terrible today. What is going on here? I have no idea. I've had one problem after another today. Uh, out of Connecticut, a pediatrician who worked in the Marlboro area. Oh, yeah. Cigarettes? Yes. <laughs> a lot of pediatricians yeah. are now prescribing cigarettes for the kids. Well, this guy might. A pediatrician who worked in the Marlboro area can no longer practice medicine in Connecticut. Mr. Johnson, your daughter has a low level of tar in her system. Yeah. And uh, low birth weight. <laughs> She's going to need more nicotine. State official- A lot of it. State officials said Dr. Kenneth Inchelik uh, asked a nurse to lie about giving him a COVID-19 vaccine. According to the state health officials, 
Inchilic asked a nurse to drop the vaccine but did not give it to him when he uh, practiced at pro-health physicians. The nurse refused and reported him. The initial incident happened back in December of 2021. Then the chief of medical officer for pro-health physicians filed a complaint with the examining board. During an interview with the chief medical officer, Inchilic admitted to the incident. He was then fired in January of 2022. A medical transcriptionist, Leah Morin, says she has had a long health care career. She told uh, WFSB that she was surprised by the lack of transparency and integrity. Mm. You have to be able to trust your physician. Yeah, You know what? That's kind of right. Well, yeah. If you're telling everybody to get it and you didn't get it yourself. Well, that would make you somewhat of a hypocrite. <clears throat> that would make you a huge hypocrite. You either say, I'm not, I didn't take it. You shouldn't either. That would be advice. Listen, whether you not you agree with the advice, that would be the advice from the doctor. You don't pretend that you took it and then tell everybody to take it. Yes, that is uh, that is true. But remember, they were telling people with uh, certain comorbidities to take it uh, more so than, than other people that didn't have those kinds of pre-existing conditions. Yeah. So a doctor could say, theoretically, well, I didn't have any of those comorbidities, but... Uh, this uh, big fat behemoth in my office right now sure could use a shot or two. Uh, a shot. Or, or two. three. Or four. Right. Every couple of months. Uh, and uh, also in Connecticut, the Crystal mm. Mall is up for sale. The Crystal Mall. Where is Waterford. Oh, yes. Uh, $2 million. 535 square feet uh, right on Route 85 in Waterford. Mm. You could have... I would love to own a mall. What are you going to do with a mall, Steve? Pretend like I have stores in there. Well, what's currently in the Crystal Mall? Nothing. Nothing? There's nothing left. It's all it's all, all done. It's a desolate wasteland. Really? Like yeah. tumbleweeds going through the hallways? Yes. And, uh, nothing but dust in the court, uh, in the uh, food court. It would like be buying the Eastfield Mall and keeping it the way it is. But there are still businesses in the Eastfield Mall. Yes, they're but, still there. All right, so you kick all the businesses out. Okay. The remaining few, they're there. Okay. And uh, you turn it in. You can pretend you're at the mall every day. Yeah, you know, but with nothing in the food court with the kids. Yeah, but with nothing to buy or nothing to eat, you're basically going to be in an empty building no matter what you do with it. You can go see a movie in the mold-filled theater. According to the Crystal Mall uh, website, there's still a couple places still in there. Yeah, but there's a bounce man. house. Yeah, bounce house. There's uh there's a uh, a Dairy Queen, an Eblins, uh, a Hot Topic, and Lids. Speaking of bounce houses, you see these people who buy bounce houses for their one year old's birthday party. Yeah, that's a good idea. What's all? What's the, what is that about? Have you ever uh, seen a party with a bounce house where some kid didn't get kicked in the face? Uh, yeah, but uh, well, one year olds can't use a bounce house. And they won't even remember that you had the bounce house there. Why yeah, but, but, for the old, a- but for the older kids that do use the bounce house, there's always some kid that's going to get a uh, like a face full of foot. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Always. But, but uh, you shouldn't be spending your money on that. Yeah, you, you really shouldn't. $300 for a rental for a weekend, and Dad was too cheap to pay the extra 50 bucks for the guy to come set it up on the front lawns, and now he's got to do it himself. How many people use this thing? Two. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other thing. It, uh, it tends to get unused. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, the Department of Agriculture is thinking of removing chocolate milk from public school cafeterias. This is an outrage. Along with all the other flavored milks. They have more sugar, so that's why. 
People in favor of the ban say it could keep kids healthy and lower rates of childhood diabetes. Uh, people against it say chocolate milk is still a net benefit because of all the calcium, potassium, and vitamin D. Their only option is, and if their only option is regular milk, kids might not drink it at all. Let me tell you something. The chocolate milk they serve in school cafeterias is one of the most disgusting chocolate milks to be served because mm-hmm. it's low-fat milk. It's like, I think it's skim. I don't even. I, I don't even know uh, what it is, but uh, listen, in a school, <clears throat> there are other things to worry about than whether or not a kid is drinking the chocolate milk. Like, yeah, is the kid learning things? Is there education going on in that building? Is there a superintendent of schools who's not been bounced out because he happened to use the word ladies in, a, in, a, in an email? These are the kinds of things we should be focused on, not whether or not uh, our adorable little kids should be drinking chocolate milk or, got it even worse, that strawberry milk, which is gross. Now, get this. High schools would still be allowed to have it, just elementary and middle schools wouldn't. But they're supposedly considering the two different options. One would be a full ban. The other would just limit the amount of sugar uh, allowed. Uh, in other ways, in other words, they could still hand out bad chocolate milk. Let me ask you this, Steve. Now, I don't know if your kids get the hot lunch uh, at their school. Yeah. All right. Okay. So if I am a student and I go into the hot lunch program, okay, and uh, my options are a hot dog, a bag of chips, and a chocolate milk, what do you think is the most unhealthy thing on that tray? The hot dog. The hot dog. Yeah. If you're worried about a kid eating unhealthy and uh, non-nutritious uh, meals, are you going to get rid of the hot dog? No. No. You're not going to get rid of the hot dog or the pizza burger or the tater tots or any of the other things that have or, or any of the other things that have been feeding the students for years. And you're worried about chocolate milk? You know, we in my high school up in upstate New York, we had a soda machine, right? Yeah. Pepsi machine. And it was like a gift from one of the senior classes. You know, they, yeah, we got a soda machine. Well, guess what? You couldn't use it until after 1 o'clock in the afternoon right. when all the lunches were over. Yep. And then uh, you still needed, like, permission to go in and use it. And then you, it was like, it was all these hoops they made you go through because, they, God forbid, you had caffeine and sugar. But meanwhile, at lunchtime... You could go in and buy as many cookies as you wanted to. Mm-hmm. All many, the jello and the all, puddings. Yeah, all of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that stuff was loaded with sugar. Of course it is. It's a big scam. This whole thing is a scam. It is a big scam. You know what? I got into a discussion, uh, and I don't even really know what stance to take on it now. <laughs> Which means I'm getting tired. We yeah, probably I know. End this. Yeah, let's do it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 59. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You've heard it or said it before. I'm the- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 853 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 59 today, sunny and 66 tomorrow. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I already told you what the keyword to cash is. Uh, You'll hear it again at 11 o'clock with Dan Williams. Also at 2 and at 5 today, your chance to win $1,000. How about that? How about that? $1,000. Hey, uh, you know, we got to worry in this business about hot microphones. You know, sometimes it just so happens that a microphone will be left on. Yeah. And, you know, a conversational start, and we just let 
er rip. Uh, New York anchor uh, on the local New York station down there, Ken Rosado, was axed from ABC7 for allegedly referring to his co-anchor, Shirlene Alicott, with a four-letter word. The longtime local Eyewitness News This Morning anchor was immediately fired after he called her the C-word on a hot mic. The C-word? Yeah. Uh, Catholic? Mm, coagulator? Cuckoo. Four, uh, it's four letters. So four kind of, letters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, not really I'm, not, sure. I'm not really sure what that word is. Uh, spokesman for ABC replied with no comment when uh, the New York Post reached out to them. Rosado's rep would not confirm or deny that he referred to his colleagues with the C-word. Uh, his rep had previously quickly shut down an insider speculation that the anchor was caught on an open mic for making racial remarks. Uh, being fired for any racial slur is 100% inaccurate and untrue. Ken Rosado had a benchmark of 20 years at ABC, supporting all the equity, the uh, rep told them on Friday. Brass at uh, WABC7 would not disclose Rosado's vulgar remark when they informed other reporters and anchors that he would not be returning to the anchor desk. But we all heard it. <laughs> I'm sure the the audio and the video must be somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, that's just, uh, that was probably a longtime feud between these two employees and finally you got him on microphone saying something, and that was the uh, nail in the coffin for his career. Yeah, and you know, uh, here's the problem. Now that may, did that go over the air, or was it just a live microphone that they could hear and say like the production studio? See, that's what it sounds like. It was just like they he put the lapel mic on, and then all of a sudden somebody's recording. That's what happens when you go to a TV station and they wire you up for mm-hmm. a mic. Those things are probably probably on probably they, because they don't have time to check the levels and all that stuff. So they make you put it on so they can do that while you're talking. Years ago, when I was working at a TV station in Providence, and I am not yeah. proud of this, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Uh, I was uh, what is known as the floor director during the morning news. OK, so my job was to make sure that the anchor is looking into the right camera. And I am also operating the teleprompter. Now, these are one of the old teleprompters where it was a paper script mm-hmm. that was on a conveyor belt, and there was a camera affixed to th- on top of the right. conveyor belt, so the script would go by, and the uh, and, and it would show up like in front of the camera, and the anchor could read it. Well, it was a paper script, and sometimes it get jammed. But uh, the anchor that we had was this guy named uh, uh, Frank, and Frank was a, a, a total pro. Would lift mm-hmm. a totally. You couldn't fluster the guy. You couldn't do right. anything with the guy. But, you know, we all got along and had a lot of laughs, you know, in between. So what I started to do, <clears throat> remember when you and I used to draw penises in the back of each other's windshields? Yes. You know I where I got that. really good at that? Where? Morning News in Providence. Huh. Uh, in between, uh, at the end of each script, right before they were about to go into uh, into commercials, I would draw penises on the script. Oh, right. For Frank. And so he would be reading the story, and then him and the... Uh, the meteorologist there would be uh, sitting in front of the teleprompters. The next thing you know, and we'll be back right after this. And then they would see a whole bunch of penises yeah, right, yeah, like yeah, right okay. in front of their faces. All right. Yeah, that's fun. And, uh, you know, they would, uh, the cameras would go off. We're into commercials and they'd bust out laughing because they loved looking at penises like anybody else. Yeah, would, especially yeah, yeah. hand-drawn penises from a college student. Oh, I love a good hand-drawn college, Absolutely. Uh, college student penis. And I did that all summer long. And uh, and that was uh, that was my story. But, again, those are the kinds of things that would go on 
like like when we talk about the best conversations happen off the air. Yeah. Like the biggest laughs in television news yeah. are when they're into commercials and the cameras oh, are Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Big it's just laughs. Like, listen, uh, we would get uh, we would we would have been fired years ago for half the stuff we for a quarter of the stuff Oof. that we talk about off the air here. I can think of two or three days in particular we would have been our, our careers could have been ruined for life. But I'm a little disappointed in your story. I was hoping to say uh, maybe you got somebody fired or uh by no. doing that. No, no, no. You know, like, I, I, a, like a Ron Burgundy thing where they Replace the teleprompter. If this guy wasn't such an unflappable pro, I would never have done it. Yeah. But he, you know, he would not. You wouldn't even see his face start to smirk until those cameras were off. You know who was like that? Jack O'Neill. You remember Jack O'Neill? I do remember Jack. Jack O'Neill. God bless his soul. Yeah, I, when I first started working at uh, WMAS over there, Jack O'Neill was the morning news guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I started uh, testing the waters by trying to like say stupid little jokes when I would introduce. Because I would, it would be like before the morning show came out, I would be the guy, the overnight guy, introducing (laughs) him for the first newscast. Yeah. And I said something to him uh, about, oh, here's the, here's the father of my unborn child, uh, Jack O'Neill. You know. Uh huh. Which doesn't really fly at a place like WMAS. Hardly. But. Smooth as silk, that guy. And he goes like, Steve, you told me you'd never tell anybody. Six people were shot in downtown Springfield today. <laughs> and he had that, that golden pipe voice oh, that yeah. he had there. Jack yeah. was a pro. Yeah, good times. It's 9 o'clock with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Rock 102 wants to know. 